Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, the podcast mogul Phil Better. And today I am here with someone who will take your inbox from zero to whatever number you want. Uh, the the head of Wealthy Inbox himself, David Cardolano. Did I pronounce the last name properly? I always have a problem with last names. Cardolano, you're pretty close. You're pretty close. That was good. <laughs> uh, David, I want to thank you so much for being on the show uh, and sharing your knowledge and your journey with uh, in entrepreneurship with my audience. Yeah, absolutely, man. This this sounded like a lot of fun. And uh, <laughs> whenever I have a chance to to talk about email, uh, I mean. You know, you just give me the you just give me the mic and, and I'll talk. <laughs> yeah, to you. just hand the mic, walk away, and w- w- watch the magic happen. Um, we will talk about uh in uh, the your your business, the wealthy inbox, and email marketing, and all that fun jazz because that's why I wanted to get you on because I know it's going to help uh, my audience because I know how important email email lists are for businesses because you can't trust social media because the algorithm doesn't like us. But I want to go back to the beginning. Tell us a bit about yourself, like right, right back to Genesis itself. You know, let's go all the way back there. No, um, let's just give a quick introduction, uh, maybe like the int- uh, elevator pitch of who you are. Yeah, uh, my name is David Cardolano. I'm the owner of Wealthy Inbox, where we send, systemize, and keep your emails out of spam, so that way you don't lose clients, leads, and prospects. So. That's in a nutshell what I do, and we do it obviously through email. We are an, an email systems agency, not a marketing agency. We build these systems that happen to do marketing on top of systems. But uh, I, I make sure we, we don't just address the, the quote-unquote top of the funnel. We want to treat the whole email list as an ecosystem, which is what it is. It's not a funnel. So that's what I do. Uh, the whole genesis of my creation as an entrepreneur started in second grade when I realized that we talked about blue whales for three months straight and we all did these little projects and they took a butt ton of time for second grade David and he went to CVS and banks and all this stuff with his parents and little David realized that no one was talking about blue whales I mean they're majestic animals and should be protected obviously but the candy was in the front of the store. The milk was in the back. People had this thing called money. And I kept seeing these patterns over and over again until I realized I, I don't want to do my homework anymore. This Why aren't we doing the stuff that's out in real life? And for the next decade, you know, you continue as a kid being misunderstood as an entrepreneur because you have a different set of priorities. And eventually I realized uh, after failing out of uh, physical therapy school, studying to be a doctor that didn't work out. Uh, I decided like, Hey, I'm going to do this entrepreneur thing uh, full time. And uh, I failed and stumbled my way through it. I ended up getting a job for uh, a popular uh, ClickFunnels influencer. And uh, we, we parted ways last December and uh, amicably last December. And now, now I'm here and it's just been a wild ride of not, of just smacking your head against the ceiling, <laughs> you realize you should duck and walk under it. So uh, that's that's where I'm at right now. I love it. I love it. So, 
so you always like at two years old you're like what what this is so important blue whales and then it was like not in like no one in the world is talking about blue whales yes important majestic animals but they're not talking about it as in-depth at two at second grade level yeah there was a huge disconnect and i think my my gift that i somehow got from from whatever powers that be was self-awareness and seeing like oh wait a minute this isn't right. What I'm learning in school isn't correlating with what is going on in the real world. And no one seems to have a problem with it but me. At least that's what that's what little uh second little David. <laughs> so uh that's really where it all began. And this rebelliousness just started pervading every aspect of what I did in life. And thank God my parents didn't throw me out, you know. Well, thankful for that. Um yeah. So did you ever hold down nine to five, typical nine to five jobs? Or were you always like, screw that. I'm going to try and hustle like Gary V hustle culture my way out uh, to living life. Yeah. I mean, through college, I mean, through high school and college, I worked like you, you work. That's, that was uh, something that was expected in my family. Like you're not just going to sit around all summer. Like you're going to go and get a job. So I did hold down nine to fives until uh, I left a PT school, physical therapy school. And I said, all right, well, the, the job with the ClickFunnels influencer, that was my nine to five. And even during that job, I mean, I'd still work on my own business and my own things mm-hmm. in the morning and in the evening. So I was never, you just couldn't tell me to stop working after five o'clock. <laughs> you just, you couldn't. And you could stop um, the nine to five, but you weren't going to stop your hustle. I wasn't going to stop because the job, the job that I, I, I know what I want out of life and the job, uh, although it was great, it didn't support that vision. So uh, I kept working. And at, when I left that job and I was carrying my computer, uh, I said, all right, like, I'm, I'm cool with this. This is the last job I'm ever going to have. I work with people. I don't work for people. And that was definitive. That was the nail in the coffin, you know. I love it. I love that definitive, like, I am done working for it. We're going to work together as a partnership. I love that. Yeah. And I think that's what most businesses should be like business period should be working together. No, no trying to get one up on it, another person. Like if I win, you win. If you win, I win. That's how we should be working together. Cause it's just makes everything better. I love that. Um, why did you go into email marketing? What was it about email marketing? that or like final the building the systems like now you're building the systems and that but obviously it started with email and then going to seeing how big like everybody's like oh i'm gonna start podcasting and then they see that it's actually an iceberg (laughs) and it's same with emails right it just oh it's just sending emails and then you see you have to build a whole systems and there's a whole bunch of drips and like segmentation of lists and all that so what was it about emails that uh, was like david was like yes let's go well, I was at my job and I learned how to run Facebook ads first. That was like my first shtick. Okay. And after that, my boss said, hey, can you do the emails as well? And I also did emails. And it was funny, <laughs> Phil, whenever we did a promotion and we looked at our numbers and it's like, huh, well, emails always, always made more money than ads. Huh. Isn't that interesting? So eventually my boss made me focus on the uh email side of things while managing someone else who was running the ads. And uh, I I just, I I don't know what happened. I don't know if like there's a little tick in the back of my brain that gave me a more of a natural aptitude for it, but Mm -hmm. I 
took over the emails and I saw, oh, wow, this is awesome. Like we're um, not only do I feel like I'm good at it, we're also getting good results from it, which I don't this might sound conceited, but verifies that. OK, I don't suck. You know, if <laughs> it, look, if you have proof in the if there's proof in the pudding, what? it's not you're not boosting your ego or anything. No. You're like, look, I got these results. So you're fine. Yeah. Like if I'm writing emails that do four figures or five figures in a single email off of a certain size list, I don't suck. All right. Now, is there room for improvement? Absolutely. Did I get that every single time? Of course not. Of course not. Uh, I'm, I'm no guru. I'm just a freaking <laughs> dude who, who writes emails and stuff like that. Like anybody else. <laughs> I put on my pants one leg at a time in the book. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's how I said, okay, there's something to this email thing. And I'm good at this email thing. And people started asking me about the email thing. So I said, okay, so let's, let's stick with the email thing and see where this sailboat leads us. I love it. I love it. And I, I love how you referred to it to as a sailboat. Like we're on this journey, just hitting ports in the sea yeah. and just don't know where we're going to land at the end of the day, where we're going to plant our, our flag. Um, now that you're on your own, you're doing more of the entrepreneurial thing. You were doing obviously through your life, doing entrepreneurial ventures while in between jobs and that. Um, what is it like? Like, have you had those moments of pure terror? Like, Oh my God, I'm not going to make payroll or yeah, absolutely. I think anyone who says they don't and being from the internet market community, you see a lot of people who put a front. Um, I'm from New York City, so it's kind of like, ask me how my day's going. I'm like, ah, oh, it sucks, but hey, I'm, I'm, I'm vertical, not horizontal, so it's a good day. And absolutely, I think those moments of terror and disorganization and chaos, if you let it get to you, you know, it's always going to be there. It's always lurking there in the shadows. So don't pretend it's not there, but acknowledge that it's there and then uh, move forward from there. And actually, do, do you mind if I iterate on oh, that a little oh, bit? Right more? ahead. The floor is yours, sir. Oh, heck yeah, man. So uh, I'm, I'm Italian-American. My grandfather, my great grandfather, excuse me, he came over from Italy to America in 1922. All right. Didn't know anybody. Didn't know how to speak English. And he worked for as a tailor and a barber just like built a business out of nowhere. And he did that for the next seven years alone while his family, his newborn daughter, his other daughter and his wife were in Italy. And he did that for seven years to save up $90,000 in today's currency to bring them across the ocean. And then two days later, the great depression hit. So anytime <laughs> I say to myself, like, Oh, David, like, Oh man, this isn't working. Oh my gosh. This is so hard. It's just like, dude, come on. You can literally talk to anybody across the world whenever you want. You're sitting at a co-working space that serves kombucha. Like, how hard is it really? Really? And that helps me get me out of my rut. You know, I can still acknowledge my feelings and, like, go to therapy and stuff like that. But at the same time, I think we make it harder than ourselves, harder on ourselves than it actually is. I love it. No, that is – and it puts you in, per, in perspective. Like, I look at it – like, now that you say that story, like, yeah – my grandfather, my great grandfather brought his whole family over and then got kicked horribly by the greatest single like destroyer of wealth and happiness. And I'm still here. So that means it worked out. And I think about like my grandfather came over when he was 12 from Scotland. So like at least he could speak the language. It's Scottish. So like under other people understanding you, maybe not. But uh, yeah, it's it's the same thing. Like we're still here. Worst day. We're still, like you said, vertical, not horizontal. 
it's okay. It's really okay. And being in physical therapy and studying to be a doctor, you go to nursing homes and you see people who can't even move without debilitating 10 out of 10 pain. They can't even get out of bed and it's awful. No one's visited them in the past five years. And again, it, just take a look at other people's problems and you'd be scrambling to take yours back if everyone threw them in a pile. Yeah. So whenever, whenever it gets bad and there seems to be no light at the end of the tunnel, it, it's probably because you're looking in the wrong direction. Ooh, I like that. Wow. Mm -hmm. Definitely going to have that clipped. Um, uh, 12 minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> an old trick a, 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 a journalist taught me was whenever you're in an interview, don't try and write down this stuff, timestamp it, and then come back to it. So that's what I do. It's, it's genius because it's like, yeah, no one notices. It's just a little pen. Then you're like, okay, yeah. Um, I, David, I want to get a, a tip out of you because you've been in this game a while. And you've obviously have been uh, successful um, or else you wouldn't have been able to write those emails. Um, do you have a tip for entrepreneurs? Like it could be either in your niche, like how to get attention with an email. Because I did, I did see a recent post about people complaining about ending up in the spam folder of yours on your LinkedIn. And it's, it's great. Uh, your solution to that is great, but I don't want to spoil. I want people to go to your LinkedIn profile to find it. Um, but yeah, do you have a tip for entrepreneurs out there? could be on anything. Yeah. For, for entrepreneurs doing their, their own email system. Email, yeah. Building some uh, email system. I would say don't do it. And I know that's contrary to what everyone else says on the market. Like, Oh, here's how to learn emails. Here's how to do this. Here's how to do that. And I don't think that's a good idea because I, I don't run Facebook ads. Like, even though I know how to do it, when I decide to run them for my agency, I'm not going to do it. It's not my thing. I'm not going, to, I can't in good conscience sit here and tell a landscaper to write their own emails. I can't sit here and tell in good conscience and tell a hairstylist to write their own emails. And the reason why is because it's not what they do. So I think you need to, instead of getting into the weeds of it, it's like, okay, don't do it, but understand what makes it good or not. And my tip for that would be, uh, number one, you got to use, <laughs> you got to use a good ESP. You know, I, I strongly suggest campaign refiner ESP. I'm sorry. It means for anyone listening, it's your email service provider. So like active campaign or MailChimp or all these other things I suggest for the small business owners. I would suggest using campaign refinery. So, so that's, that's, that's the main one that I love that I use. And, um, that's number one, number two, uh, uh, tip that I would give you is, um, set expectations. All relationships fail because of a lack of set expectations. So people opt into your list and you just start slamming them three times a day with emails. Well, that's not what they wanted. All right. They, they might have gotten a lead magnet from you. They might have signed up to book a call with you, whatever it is, you know, set expectations. Hey, I'm going to be saying I'm going to be sending you about three emails a week. Is that cool? If not, hit this link and I'll do it only once. Have an unsubscribe link. Ask people to unsubscribe because then you'll have people on your list who actually know, like and trust you and not just some freeloaders who are ruining your de your deliverability. Oh, I like that. That, that is a great tip um for anybody yeah set expectations is is something that's important i don't think a lot of people do that um how do you uh how do you set the expectations 
in your with your clients like when someone comes to you they're like hey let's say one of my client or one of my get uh, audience members hears you they come up to you and like david i want to work with you i was listening to invest in yourself and you your tips and your info you said don't do it yourself and i want to follow i want to i want to do that how would you set the expectations with that person like how would you do that in a conversation absolutely so i would say look we're going to work together for 90 days this is how we work. We work together for 90 days. We're going to test it out. And I'm going to remove a lot of people from your list. And I'm actually, if if they have a certain platform, um, I'd say, hey, I'm going to move it all over. You know, I'm going to move you over. This is going to take some time. And really, it's not going to be until about the third month that we start seeing some sorts of results. So that's the expectation I would have. And some people, if they're if they're not consistently making sales, I would suggest them to do that first. You know, you got bigger, you got bigger fires to put out. So if you're like, oh, well, I, I have this new product and uh, I really want to test it. Okay. So our expectation is that, I'm sorry, excuse me. I have this new product and I really want to sell it. I'm like, okay, it's a new product. So you're not selling it. You're testing it. So we're going to test it out. We're going to see how the email does. We're going to see how the product does, how does the product do as well? Because a great email doesn't fix a bad product a bad coaching program or worse, a bad reputation. All right. I could write you emails all day long, but if people don't like you and are constantly pumping your stuff, don't look at me when things, when things, when things go wrong. All right. So, uh, yeah, there's usually the expectations come from a call, a, a talk with me. I, I don't, people can apply to work with me, but that's the thing they have to apply. And, uh, I don't take everybody because I think there's some people that would just be suited with working with someone else. And that's it. I, I like that. That's another great point too. You don't have to work with everybody. You get to choose as a entrepreneur, you get to choose who you work yeah. with so that you're only dealing with the clients that resonate with you. Mm -hmm. Because then there's no chargebacks then there's no problem. I haven't had a nightmare client yet. And I suspect it happens to everybody. But when it comes down to it, setting the expectations from the beginning, that's what keeps things nice. It, it does. It makes business a lot, business and life a, a lot easier. Oh, yeah. That, that is so true. And speaking about your clients, um, you must have had a moment uh, in your journey as an entrepreneur that just solidified why you do, your, why you do what you do. Do you care to share? Maybe you have multiple ones, just one that you uh, feel would be beneficial for my audience to hear. Yeah, I think when people message me or I, I message them and I say, hey, we took you out of promo and spam and we put you in primary. They go, whoa, how'd you do that? And I'm like, God, magic. Uh, <laughs> that, that's a pretty cool moment uh, because I think about even though it's, it's all emails, it's all ones and zeros at the end of the day. But what I've done was I've, I've loosened a bit of stress from their minds. I've made their business run a bit more smoothly. I've given some of their new clients who wouldn't have seen the emails because it went to promo or spam. I've given them a chance to work at my client's company. And now there's, there's a bigger, it's a bigger ecosystem than I can imagine. So uh, it's nice to know that I hit the first domino. I love that. That is a great, great mm -hmm. moment. Um, going going through that like domino sequence like when you you're able to get them out of the spam promotion into the primary then they start getting those domino effects those leads come in um what are some like 
do do they just automatically just refer you clients like afterwards because they're so happy that you've helped them like what what usually happens afterwards with your your clients yeah uh usually I, i've had clients refer me to other people because other people will you know post about going to spam and some of my clients or people who know me will just tag me below and it's that immediate referral which is really nice and, and if you've ever done that for me and you're listening to this i deeply appreciate it um but afterward it, it's really about i want to build a business like alex hormozzi said where people never stop buying because if people never stop buying you never stop making money and um Very after true. those three months of working together if you think like oh david you're you're not a turd bucket and i want to keep doing it i go okay like let's then let's keep doing this on a retainer basis and let's really you know let's really make sure you don't have to think about emails on a friday night at 11 59 p.m so if, if i could do that for you i'm happy to okay um what is your plan for like the five years to your five-year goal what is it what is david's goal in five years where do you see yourself you know, that's a really good question, Phil, because um, I've never been one for vision boards. I, it's it's not my thing. I, I don't journal. I don't do vision boards. And some people have told me I'm losing money because of it. And I don't I, I really don't think so. I've tried to journal and multiple times and I've gotten nothing, gotten nothing out of it. I'd rather read, meditate, listen to podcasts, podcasts. Very important. Yeah. Uh, so in five years, I can see myself. So I'm still the owner of this agency. I can see myself as a role in this agency, having a role. Am I going to be writing the emails? Hell no. Am I going to be organizing the systems? Hell no. Because it's my job to hire the people who are way freaking better than me to do that thing. Um, so five years, I can see myself having a role in this agency. Um, I'm definitely back in New York City because I'm located <laughs> in Boise, Idaho right now. But I'm definitely back in New York City eating pizza that's actually good. um i think the metaverse is is definitely going to change the way that communication is done in the next five years so i might have a hand in that um i don't know the earth might be invaded by aliens (laughs) in the next three years and i might be the leader of a renegade army so that that sounds kind of fun i'm not gonna lie the alien bit not so much but the leader of a renegade army does sound fun yeah, you do have yeah. that, like you know, Kurt Russell type accent going on for, from Escape from New York. So I think you could do it. I think you could do. You could be the Snake Plissken. I think that's it, man. I think you got it there. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> I I know uh, uh, a goal, a goal that um has been definitely on my mind. Uh, it's definitely the whole financial freedom, cash based life insurance, real estate thing, and I definitely in the next ten years, I I believe that's possible for me. Um. So that way I can ask the question, you know, now that I got money coming in, like now, now what, what's, what's the now what question that I want to go after? And I'm just approaching that question. So that's, that's what I've seen the next five years If aliens don't involve, don't, (laughs) Don't I'm the renegade leader of an army. (laughs) There we go. Um, So I usually ask for books and because you brought up podcasts, I I, want to lean into maybe do you have a podcast that you see that you uh, you go to for either helping you in business or helping you in entrepreneurship or just for shits and giggles, uh, a podcast you listen to to help you uh, ease your day? Yeah, man. Um, podcast. I 
I have to say it's, and I know I've said his name once, but I think Alex Hermosi's podcast is incredible. Um, it, absolutely incredible because he speaks about business in a way that I haven't found from other people. And I've been listening to podcasts for, I think, like five years now. A lot of business podcasts. And his his stands out. His stuff stands out. His wife's stuff, uh, Layla, stands out as well. Um, second podcast, I think, for an entrepreneur would be The Daily Stoic. Stoicism is really cool by Ryan Holiday. Um, so that way you can just keep things in perspective. So every time you're like, oh, man, I butchered that sales call. It's like, yeah, but we're all going to die someday. So is it really going to matter? <laughs> so I would definitely check that out. As far as books, uh, Alex Hermosi's $100 million offers, incredible. Um, and other than that, stop reading books and go out and sell shit. Uh, that was a mistake I made in the beginning where I just read and I learned and I got all these podcasts and I have a Google doc with like, like 60, 60 pages of notes, which is great, but it's not because that doesn't make money going out and having conversations and selling shit does. So uh, I would suggest Hermosi's million dollar offers and then shut a book and then don't open another until, until you're, you're at a better place financially. That's that's some great, great advice. We're going to hit the last question because we are ending the show shortly. And I hate it because I'm having such a great time, David, talking with you. You're you're fun. You're fun. Um, <laughs> I don't say that often. I say I have great interviews, but I don't have fun interviews. And you've been a, a hell of a fun ride. Um, but I'm going to ask you this question by Spark. Um, it's the Seek Discomfort by Yes Theory uh, Game. You can find them on their website. But what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Can you say that again one more time? No problem. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? All right. So the internet connection is more unstable than a bridge made out of chopsticks. So uh, I'm going to ask it what, just one more time. I got, I got advice and given. Best advice ever given. Oh, the best advice I've ever been given. Okay. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, the best piece of advice I've ever been given. Damn. Um, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. You know, oh, I made a big mistake here. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, I had this really good thing happen to me. It doesn't matter. We're, we're all just a bunch of animals flying around on a rock in outer space. And one day we're going to die and be forgotten. So the best thing about things not mattering is that we get to choose what matters. So that if, if, if I screw up, if a business fails, which I've gone through two business failures, then it doesn't matter. You learn something, you pick up, and you move on. So I think that's the best piece of advice I've ever been given. I can't even remember who gave it to me. That is heavy. My yeah. guy. Um, wow okay we have to move on to wow it doesn't matter it doesn't matter really what we move on to right <laughs> uh, but david i'm gonna jump off screen here i'm gonna give you a chance to let my audience know uh you to let my audience know where they can find you how to follow you and how to you know connect with you so that they can have a wealthy inbox so the floor sir is yours yeah absolutely so if you want to learn more about uh, just getting your email systems in line and better than better than that, actually hiring somebody 
who knows what they're doing. I think that's that's now my positioning. I'm not teaching any emails anymore. I'm more positioning, hey, here's how to hire somebody who knows what they're doing. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook at davidcartolano.com.com. Whoa, uh, David Cartolano. Uh, and the last name is spelled C-A-R-T-O-L-A-N-O. And I think you could actually see it like right there. And um, you could find me on LinkedIn as well under that same name, obviously. Uh, and you could go to wealthyinbox.com and you can learn more there. So that's really it. Awesome. David, I can't thank you enough for coming on, sharing your story, sharing some great pieces of advice. Um, and uh, just thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, you got it, Phil. This was fun. Awesome. To my audience, uh, you know the drill. In the links down below, you'll find all the links to David's stuff, how you can connect with him and support him and find someone to do your email systems so that you don't have to worry about it on Friday at 11 p.m. or on Black, becoming before Black Friday, which everybody hates, uh, <laughs> but everybody loves. Uh, and always, guys, again, another thank you to David, but also remember to invest in yourself.